insert, is that a banana in your pocket or are you just happy to see me joke here? Episode 831 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, mid-run fueling options abound. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, we've got a few folks to thank who have uh, jumped on board the Patreon train, sending uh, a little bit of coffee, the proverbial coffee my way each and every month uh, by by just supporting the show financially via Patreon, which is certainly very much appreciated any time of uh, the year, but uh, especially in the time of, of the year that we're living in right now with uh, coronavirus going on and uh, all the uncertainty out there, I just, I mean, super appreciative of uh, everybody who's been supporting the show over the years. Um, and certainly for those that have jumped on board recently, James, Sharon, Chris, and Maria, thank you all so much for uh, for jumping on board and uh, appreciate it. For those that are uh, maybe on the fence or haven't uh, heard me talk about Patreon before, uh, it's super easy. Basically, you uh, control how much you give, you know, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever, whatever makes sense for you uh, that you're willing to give each month. You can obviously adjust it at any time. It's kind of the NPR model. You know, you, you pledge to keep supporting uh, and we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going whether you support or not, of course. Um, but if you're if you if you've got a few a few bucks that uh, you don't mind kicking my way uh, every month at least for the time being hey appreciate it patreon.com that's p a t r e o n dot com slash disruns is uh, the link to get to to my spot there you can you can see the the perks and the the features and the the bonuses that are there we got the the disruns book club which is a patreon exclusive uh, we got you know as you as you uh, as your gifts, I guess, as your donations, as your as your support builds up, you can get some free stuff that way too. Some swag, some free coaching, um, books. You know, at least right now there's only one book, but eventually there'll be multiple books. You can get your choice of books, um, and who knows what else might come along the way as well. So, if that's something that uh, you know floats your boat, or at least you're you're interested in checking out Patreon.com/slash/DizRuns. So today, talking about mid-run fueling options and how they are virtually endless. One thing, and this isn't like douchey internet guy slang, um, I get a lot of questions about nutrition, about fueling, uh, about diet, about what to what to eat to fuel our runs. And, you know, when I say a lot, it's not like I get dozens and dozens and dozens, but of the questions that I get via email, social media, things like that, um, there's, there's a, a, a decent chunk of questions that are related to, to fueling. And I, I often hesitate to dive in onto this topic um, because it's it's so layered and there's so many uh, good choices out there. There's so many good philosophies you can adhere to. Um, there's not one right way or wrong way. Um, there's there's so many different options when it comes to fueling, which maybe that's why today's today's show is, or at least today's topic of today's show, um, maybe it, it does work. You know, because I'm not, I'm not here. You know, if you if you expect me to try to tell you what you should eat, shouldn't eat, um, that's not what today's episode is going to be about. Um, what what today's episode is about is hopefully making sure that you recognize that you have options, and and we're focused specifically on what you're eating or not eating, as the case may be, um, during your runs or your races. So, what are you fueling with when you're running? You know. Maybe someday we'll we'll dive into, or maybe I'll dive into again a bit more of kind of things, thoughts, suggestions for what you're eating when you're not running. But today, looking at, at 
mid-run options. And so before we dive into specifics, though, I do want to kind of take a zoom out a little bit, take a little bit of a, of a super basic look at fueling and why it's it's such a important topic to discuss, to consider when we're talking about fueling our bodies for our runs. So, um, you know, it, it, on the one hand, I think that, that this d- discussion is pretty straightforward, right? Our bodies need fuel to function. And when we're running, we're burning more fuel, right? You know, it, we, I think we all know, I, I hope we all know, that you know, just at rest, when you're sleeping, your body's burning, burning fuel, right? Your body needs needs fuel for the processes that are taking place while you're sleeping, while you're sitting, while you're working, while you're running, while you're while you're doing anything. If if your heart is beating, if your brain is functioning, your body is burning fuel, right? When we're asking more of our bodies, we need to be able to burn more fuel, right? Just like your your car, it burns fuel while it's it, while it's just idling, but you put your put the pedal down on the, on the expressway and it's burning more fuel more quickly, right? Same thing with our bodies. So, you know, when, when you're, when you're running, when you're racing, when you're pushing it, you're burning more fuel and depending on how long you're running, how long your race is, there's a chance you may run out of fuel before you get to the finish line, before you finish your, your run, your workout. So we need to at least be aware that there's a possibility that we need to replenish our fuel, our fuel stores mid run in order to make sure we get to the end point. Right. Again, I think that that's fairly straightforward. Maybe if you're, if you're super brand new to running, maybe you haven't thought about this part yet, which is cool. You're still new to the sport. The, the more you get into it, the farther you start to go, the more you build your fitness and you're looking at some longer training racing options. Here we're giving you some information maybe before you need it, but for those that have been running and racing and, and looking at long distance stuff for a while, we kind of understand this, right? And and even if we maybe don't always get it straight off the hand, like talk to other runners and talking about fueling options, and and I mean it's it's a regular topic of conversation. What is a little bit harder to nail down, however, is exactly what fueling options are best. Everybody's got, uh, not not everybody, most people have their favorite. Most people have their tried and true, what seems to work best for them. But across the board, there's not a one, surprise, surprise, there's not a one size fits all best thing, right? We've got gels, we've got chews, we've got drinks, we've got syrups, we've got waffles, we've got, we've got no shortage of things. We've got jelly beans, we've got Starburst, like, like there's no shortage of fueling options, and so, and if, and if, as if we need to further illustrate the fact that there's not a one size fits all, if you go to your local running store, when you can go into your local running store, you know, if you think back to pre COVID-19 days, when you could go to your local running store and go walk in and browse around and, and shop and, and see what, what catches your eye, you know, that there's probably just about as many different fueling options available as there are different types of shoes that are available, Right. I mean, the shoe wall takes up more space, but if you were to count different types of shoes and different types of, of fueling options from different brands, different different products, I bet you it's pretty close. I bet you there's just about as many fueling options available as there are shoes available, which tells me, and maybe it tells you as well, that there's very clearly not one that's the best. Because if there was one 
delivery method of fueling option. That doesn't make sense. But if there was one fueling option that was head and shoulders better than anything else, that's what would be available, right? To, to maybe make that a little bit less abstract. If gels, which I know a lot of people use gels. And if you've been listening long enough, you know that I do not use gels. But if, if you use a gel or a goo or whatever you want to call it, some type of, of globular glob blech, thing that comes out of a packet, if that was the best option, hands down, why would we have chews and jelly beans and honey stinger waffles and, you know, the untapped syrups and, and, and why would there be so many other products out there that are not gels if gels were head and shoulders, the best option, which in that is kind of a leading, you know, leading the witness type of question, because then that makes me ask if you are like me and you kind of struggle a little bit, if like, if your gag reflex is, is on edge right now, just because I'm talking about gels, which mine kind of is, why would you keep trying to choke down a gel during a race, during a training run? Why wouldn't you try to find a different option, something that works better for you? Something that's, dare I say, palatable. And so, you know, when it comes to, to options, we've got, you know, you go to the running store, there's options. You know, uh, you get get a, a, a tailwind and carry a water bottle with you or a Gatorade or whatever, some type of, you know, a noon, whatever, some type of, of drink option. Carry that with you in your, in, your, in your water bottle, in your hydration pack. There you got some fuel. If you like gels, get the, by all means, knock yourself out with the gels. I, I still struggle to, to be able to, to count on more than, you know, a hand or two, the number of people that I've ever heard that have like, I really like gels. If that's you, hey, by all means. But if you're struggling to choke down a gel, you know, try a chew, try some freaking Skittles, you know, like, like spoiler alert. There's nothing super fancy about the overpriced, in my opinion, um, gels, goos, sports-specific fuels, then, you know, some Skittles, then some Starbursts, then some gummy bears, you know? Um, there, there's maybe some subtle differences, but spoiler alert, most of that's marketing, okay? So, you know, the, the, you've got those different options out there of simple sugars, right? Which which we, we somewhat know, well, not even somewhat, we definitely know that when you're pushing your body hard, the easiest fuel source to convert to energy is simple sugar. So keep choking down the gels if you want. Switch to, to Tailwind if you want. Switch to a Stinger waffle or a, a chew or a jelly bean or a pack of, of gummy bears. You know, I don't, I don't care. Get, get what you want. Find what works best for you. Find something that, that sits on your stomach halfway decent. Find something that you can... You can consume without feeling like you need, like you have to keep yourself from throwing up to just choke something down. Because again, that's, that's a hundred percent where I stand with gels. All right. And, and maybe it's mostly mental. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause I'm a consistency eater type of person and the consistency of a gel is ugh, technical term. If, if you struggle with gels, try something different. Now, before we completely wrap up, I'm going to throw a potential curveball at you. A little think outside the box situation, if you will. If you're, if you're not keen to keep choking down gels, 
or you're just not keen to keep choking down super processed sucrose fructose carboglobular gah, there are options. There are options. I've got three that I'm thinking of that are are options to the highly processed, prepackaged, my opinion, overpriced fuel sources that are commonly talked about in most running circles on social media, even in in our Facebook group. When we talk about nutrition stuff, it's always the Yukon and the Noon and the, the Tailwind, which is what I use. I mean, I use Tailwind. I'm not going to pretend like I don't. I'm not holier than thou on all these things, right? Um, then the goos, then the gels, then the chews. Like, those are the things that are most quickly thought about. But if you want to think outside the box, there's, there's other options available, okay? Maybe a little bit less convenient. Maybe a little bit, uh, maybe there's, there's some hurdles that have to be overcome to make them effective. But they're options that are on the table nonetheless. Things to think about, potentially think about at least. Working on becoming fat adapted. This one requires some commitment, okay? Um, you've heard me talk about fat adaption before. I am firmly in the fat adapted camp. I only use Tailwind or any type of race nutrition or any type of running nutrition, supplemental nutrition, basically on race day. Uh, basically when I'm pushing myself and I'm going to be out there for a few, more than more than a few hours, um, I'll, I'll use a little something extra for a little extra kick. Not because I feel like I need it because I'm confident that I don't, but because it gives me an extra, extra boost. And that's where the tailwind comes in. But, you know, working on, on changing your body's um, processing system for energy. That, that didn't sound very good. But, but basically, like I said, there's no, there's no denying it that our bodies, when we're pushing hard, simple carbohydrates are the easiest things to, to burn for fuel. And even when you become fat adapted which basically means that your body becomes more adept at using stored body fat for fuel. So being able to burn fat to power you and, and even to be able to go at a high intensity, but still be using predominantly fat. You're never going to be really on either end of the spectrum. You're never going to be burning a hundred percent fat or a hundred percent sugar. All right. There's, there's maybe you, you could maybe make a couple arguments for various things outside of that parameter. But as far as us talking about running, um, running races, training, training for races. Um, we're going to be burning some combination of fat and, and blood sugar glucose. Um, anytime we're running. Okay. But if you can become better at burning more fat, you don't have to rely as much on sugar, which means that the stored body sugars or the stored, stored glucose that's in your body that most exercise physiologists can agree can last about for 90 to 120 minutes. So about an hour and a half to two hours. If you're not fat adapted, if you can become fat adapted, you can stretch that out to where your body only, you know, your body doesn't run out of sugar for three hours, four hours, five hours, depending on how, how well adapted you become. And again, this is, this is paint with a very broad brush, but why that could be beneficial. A, you don't need to fuel as much. Uh, so you don't have to worry about a lot of fueling options and B one of the things that kind of sold me on the idea is that you kind of become bonk proof for lack of a better way of saying it, maybe not completely, but pretty darn close and C one that, that maybe is uh, worth maybe should be uh, more valuable than, than what I make it to be. Most of the time where we have GI issues during a run or during a race come because of things that we've consumed while we were running 
or right before we ran, if we're, if we're eating a lot of breakfast or, or eating a bunch of uh, carbs right before or, or carb loading the night before, things like that, things that you don't need to do when you're fat adapted. So potentially being a fat adapted runner could reduce your risk or your potential likelihood of having a, a, a GI issue slash disaster during a run. So, you know, is, is becoming fat adapted easy? No. Does it take a while? Yes. Is it frustrating? Sometimes. Does it kind of suck to, to not eat ice cream as much and to not eat candy bars as much and to, to have to lay off the, uh, the, the Reese's peanut butter eggs at, at Easter time? Yeah, that kind of sucks. All right. It's, it's not, not fun, not for the faint of heart. Is it worth it? For me, it kind of has been. All right. You know, it still has, it's like anything, it has its good days and bad days, but I don't see myself going back. I, I've worked too hard to become fat adapted. It's worth it for me. Worth it for you. That's a question that you have to decide. If you're not ready to commit to fat adapt adaptation just yet, but you're also kind of sick of the idea of gels, chews, things of that nature. If you're looking for a different option for mid-run fueling. I would recommend the idea of at least exploring the possibility of going with real food. What is real food? Real food to me, and I guess probably everybody has their de- their own different own separate or different definitions. But to me, real food is as as minimally processed food as possible. So if you think about it, at the grocery store, it's the things that are typically around the perimeter of the grocery store. Maybe a couple of rows on the on the interior of the grocery store. You know, you, you get you could start splitting some hairs if you're trying to say, well, canned food or frozen food that's been processed a bit, so that's not real food. It's only fresh. Okay, you know, maybe maybe, but stuff that has you know like Uber ingredients in it, fancy labels, that tends to be the not real food. You know, like like the things that are just overly processed. I'm not going to rattle them all off, but you know, the the thing the, the ingredients in an apple are an apple. The ingredients that are in uh, broccoli are broccoli. You know, the ingredients that are in um, you know some type of of more processed food at the grocery store, a box of cereal is a list of a hundred. You know, maybe not a hundred, but twenty five different ingredients. 10 of which you have no idea what they really are, all right? That's processed food. So try to avoid those things. I think it's, it's just good nutrition practice anyway, but when it comes to mid-run, what does real food look like? Probably, for the most part, at least for me, it's going to look like f- fresh fruit, all right? Now, you could you could maybe dabble with some other things as well, especially for an ultra, you know, you, those longer races where you, you need f- fuel for for a long time. Uh, maybe you get some some other options in there as well. But for me, fresh fruit, it does the trick. It does the trick. Even being fat adapted, you know, if I'm if I'm in a marathon, if I'm in an ultra and they've got some orange slices available, sign sign me up. I am all in on an orange slice. I don't know what it is. Some I, I assume it's some combination of the natural sugars that are in the 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 citrus fruits, the vitamin C perhaps the various other vitamins and minerals and nutrients that are in there. But some combination of those things, when I when I take off of that, that chunk of that orange, I mean, it just feels like I got plugged in, you know, Matrix style. I got plugged in and when, when Neo kind of goes, ah, and like kind of feels the sensations pulsating through his whole body, that's what I feel like when I take down some, some natural, real food, especially uh, citrus for me. Uh, but maybe it's a banana. Maybe it's apple slice. Maybe it's dried fruit. Maybe it's it's a mango. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Different options that are available, different strokes for different folks. But real food for me is is 
good stuff. The problem is that carrying real food with you kind of sucks. You know, if you're out for a 20 mile training run and you don't like the idea of running laps by your house every, every, you know, four, five, six miles, are you really going to carry an orange with you? You know, on race day, on marathon day, are you really going to try to, to stick a banana in your pocket? You know, insert, is that a banana in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me joke here? But seriously, are, are you going to do it? I'm not. So then you're kind of trying to rely on, you know, does the, is the race going to provide the right fruit options? Maybe you've got your spouse, your partner, a friend that can be at a certain point on the course to hand you your orange or your banana or your whatever, but you're reliant on it, That's, that can be tricky, especially at a big race, especially at a race when there's, you know, it, in theory, eventually we'll have these races again where there's thousands of runners and, and tens of thousands of spectators. It's, it's easy to miss somebody. I know that for a fact, because I run in uh, uh, Marine Corps last year. I missed my wife. I don't know, like every single time, except for one, I finally, I finally saw her at like mile 20 after, after we apparently missed each other four or five other times on the course. There's just too many people. I couldn't, I, I didn't, I was looking for her. I knew about where she was going to be. Never saw her. All right. Now, if, if I'm relying on her to hand me a banana, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks. So real food can be great, but boy, it, it, it can be pretty inconvenient as well. So maybe the third option that maybe you've never considered, but maybe, maybe just maybe it might be worth trying moving forward is to make your own fuel, make your own mush is my, is my running partner. Kate likes to, likes to call it. What, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, basically you get to be, you get to wear the mad scientist hat or the mad chef hat or whatever. You get to be your own food scientist here and put some different fruits, vegetables, whatever, together different flavor profiles and make your own kind of smoothie puree whatever you want to call it and carry it with you during your run so basically you know i mean the the, the making it's pretty simple and probably pretty self-explanatory get your blender out maybe you know i think i, I know kate's listening um and I, I don't mean to give away all her secrets but but i know she's talked to me about it i think that it's some some combination of like Sweet potatoes, a little bit of other fruit, maybe a banana, a little bit of peanut butter, uh, some cinnamon, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Whatever, whatever kind of things you think might sound good for you. Maybe it's more of a green smoothie type of a mix. Maybe it's, it's got some, some yogurt in it for some consistency. Maybe it doesn't. If you, if you don't like the lactose or depending on how far you're going to be out, maybe you don't want it to be too warm, whatever. Moral of the story is you get to, you get to build your own flavor profile. Maybe add a little bit of coffee in there. If it gets a little bit thick, that way you get a little ca- a caffeine boost and it kind of thins it down a little bit. Again, you get to experiment with, with the, the concoction here. But then you just get, you know, one of those um, reusable pouches, which spoiler alert, they have reusable pouches. We used to send one to, with, with Addison for lunch just about every day with, you know, just instead of, instead of paying $6 for a six pack of, of applesauce pouches, we'd spend $2 for, uh, you know, the big container of applesauce at the store. Uh, and that would fill the pouch, I don't know, a dozen times, 15 times for $2, as opposed to a dollar a pop. And we just got, you know, some reusable pouches from Amazon, bada boom, bada bam. You, you, they have a Ziploc kind of closure on them. You pour in your mixture, seal it up, 
screw on, screw off top. You're out for your run. You pull your 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 mush out of your out of your your pocket, your your pouch, your hydration vest, your fuel belt, whatever, wherever you can stash it away. Pull it out, unscrew the top, take a couple hits, screw it back on, back in the pocket. You need it again, bada boom, bada bam. You're good to go. You get home, empty empty it out, wash it in the dishwasher. Easy peasy, right? So maybe you make your own. Maybe that works for you. Might have to play with it. Might have to, to doctor your recipe a little bit. See see how it ultimately shakes out. But it's an option. And that's that's you know what's taking me twenty five minutes to get to. The moral of this story is that beyond just gels, beyond just the prepackaged crap that is available at the running stores, that serves a purpose that is useful, but is it very healthy? Is it is it does it work for you? If it works for you, hey, keep on keeping on. But if, you, if you're kind of like, Ugh, God, I got to choke through this stuff again, you got options. Check out the options that are available. Try something different. Experiment. You know, right now with no races on the horizon, thanks to uh, the, the COVID-19 situation, never been a better time to try different options. Maybe a great time to try different options too, because you might not be running as far away from home as usual. So if you do try making your own and you put a little too much uh, coffee in there and you feel that little gurgle that uh, makes you go, uh-oh, instead of having to bail to, uh, you know, behind a tree, maybe you just loop back to the house real quick or you pound on the neighbor's door, if you, if you know the neighbor at least, and, uh, you know, let yourself in there to uh, relieve the pressure as opposed to having to, to make do on your own. So maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, as good a time as any to trial and error with making your own mush or trying real food as opposed to processed globular glop in case you didn't know where I stand on that stuff. But uh, I don't know, just something to think about. Something that, uh, that I've talked about. I talked about it with Kate when, when, uh, during some, several of our runs, uh, which is you know, where this, this idea came from. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's worth talking about for a quick tip. So here you go. Mid, when it comes to mid-run fueling, you got options. Find the option that works best for you and rock and roll with it. Rock and roll with it. So that's, uh, that's it for me. I, I'd be curious... What does work for you? What is your favorite method of uh, of taking in some some mid run fueling, some mid run nutrition? Uh, let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes today. Uh, check out the memes, check out the gifs, check out the links. We got some links to uh, to the, the the reusable pouches on Amazon. You click through that link. And uh, it throws a couple shekels into the coffers. It's an affiliate link. Doesn't cost you anything extra, but it helps. It helps me out a little bit. Um, you know, we, get, we got that link there. You can check that out. Uh, but most importantly, in the show notes, there's also that comment section down at the bottom. So you can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments there. You can let me know what your favorite method of mid-run fueling happens to be right there in the comment section. Dizruns.com/slash-eight-three-one is the link that'll take you back there. Um, and so, so yeah. Let me know. Let me know what you use, and uh, and don't worry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame you. If you like, if you're one of those like six people in the world, one of those six runners in, in all of the world that just loves the loves the texture, consistency, and taste of a gel. Hey, you do you, boo. I don't understand. I, I think you're, I I might kind of think you're lying, but I'm not gonna tell you that. All right. I I'll, I promise I'll respect that. That's what you like, even though I don't understand how anybody could possibly like such such. Ugh. But anyway. That's it for today, guys. Thanks again to, um, to to James and to Sharon and to Chris and to Maria for jumping on board the Patreon train. If you'd like to join us, patreon.com slash Dizruns. Uh, 
as as this episode comes out, we're currently reading the uh, the, the Dina Castor book, which I don't have it right in front of me, so I can't remember what exactly what the title is. Um, Lessons, I, ugh, I I'm terrible at uh, at titles, but it's a good book. It's been really interesting so far. Um, we've got more good books coming along the way. Uh, so if you want to jump in the book club, that's the way to do it. patreoncom slash runs and uh, again. You know, thanks to everybody who's supporting the show that way. Certainly not the only way to support the show. If you like this episode, hey, a great way to support the show, tell a friend about it. Post it, share it, whatever. Spread the word far and wide. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Keep trying different things with your fueling. See what works best for you, then roll with it. And uh, until next time, y'all, see you.